Global shortage in semiconductors increases and more coming up on today's episode of the latest in tech news. Just in time for the latest episode of the world's fastest growing show on tech and gadget news. That's right, this is the latest in tech news. My name is Taylor Merrick and I'm back in a hot seat after a weekend off. Hope you guys had a good weekend. It feels like spring. Oh wait, that's what happened over the weekend, isn't it? So um, for at least most of us, uh, <laughs> spring has come and with it, warmer weather Hopefully being able to be outside more, enjoy activities outdoors with family, with friends will be soon commencing in regular fashion. But that being said, you're here to listen in on the latest news that you may have missed. And I make sure to feature a feature article, which today is a global shortage in uh, computer chips, uh, steadily increasing and causing more problems than you may be aware of. So I wanted to make sure to touch on that. But outside of that, we'll be touching on some other stories you might not have come across over the weekend and coming out today. Namely, a company will pay you $2,400 to uh, go without screens for 24 hours. Are you up for the challenge? We'll also be taking a look at images of Samsung's rumored Galaxy Pro and Pro C360 laptops uh, accidentally leaking. And finally, except did it really leak or did they purposely leak it? I, I don't know. Well, we'll never know. And finally, we'll be taking a look at the Google Wi-Fi NAND scan app for Android released on the Play Store. Uh, it's kind of interesting. It can potentially measure distances between Android phones. Pretty interesting. So... With that being said, let's hop on over to today's feature article. All right, today's feature article comes to us from The Guardian. It says, global shortage in computer chips reaches crisis point. And I really wish that they would just break more into what's actually going on behind the scenes. I get it. Maybe to some extent we might not actually know what's going on, but uh, let's hop on into the article and see what's up. Consumers are facing price rises and shortages of products from TVs and mobile phones to cars and game consoles as a global shortage in semiconductors grows. The shortage in chips, the brain within every electronic device in the world, has been steadily worsening since last year. Now, initially, the problem was only a temporary delay in supplies as factories shut down when the pandemic first hit. However, although production is back to normal, a new surge in demand driven by changing habits fueled by the pandemic means that now it is reaching a crisis point. Car manufacturers investing in tech-heavy electric vehicles, which is, okay, I'm just going to make a point here, to some extent, stupid. Go for hybrid. The boom in sales of TVs and home computers and launch of new game consoles and 5G-enabled mobile phones have all driven demand. So we know that demand has been going on and it increased to like a crazy stupid level that we haven't seen before. Even the mighty Apple, a $2 trillion company and the world's biggest buyer of semiconductors spending $58 billion annually, was forced to delay the launch of the much-hyped iPhone 12 by two months last year due to the shortage, and that was one of the reasons. Chips are everything, says Neil Campling, media and tech analyst at Mirabad. There's a perfect storm of supply and demand factors going on here, but basically, there's a new level of demand that can't be kept up with. Everyone is in crisis, and it's getting worse. Ford recently canceled shift at two car plants and said profits could be hit by up to $2.5 billion this year due to chip shortages, while Nissan is idling output at plants in Mexico and the U.S. 
General Motors said it could face a $2 billion profit hit as well. Meanwhile, Sony last month, along with other console makers, has struggled with stock shortages over the last year, said it might not hit sales targets for the new PlayStation 5 this year because of the semiconductor supply issue. Microsoft's Xbox said it forecasts supply issues continuing at least until the second half of the year. And then uh, they go on to talk about Samsung itself selling $56 billion of semiconductors to other and consuming $36 billion of them itself finds it may have to delay the launch of one of its own products as well. Uh, Their co-chief executive, who heads its mobile business unit, highlighted a significant issue, saying there is a serious imbalance in the pecking order of who is getting the limited supplies of chips. So what exactly is going on? Well, the chip shortage looks set to persist for some time yet. It can take up to two years to get complex semiconductor production factories up and running, and manufacturers are in the process of significantly raising prices for the second time in less than a year. Um, There's no sign of supply catching up or demand decreasing while prices are rising across the chain. So economically, what does this mean? This means less supply, obviously unable to meet demand, and prices go up because of it, because that's kind of the only counterbalance that you have to be able to balance everything out. If you've taken an economics course, this is at the basic level how things work. So what exactly is going on? It could be that there aren't enough factories able to produce enough of a supply of semiconductors. One thing I'm wondering, though, is are there enough materials to be able to construct it? I mean, semiconductors aren't really the easiest to make they're actually quite complex and you have to be quite exact in its production of it uh not to mention you also need to have you know trained individuals who know how to do it and do it well uh which you know there's a limited supply of as well so it we'll see what happens uh and and it's not like you can just train a person in order to make a really good semiconductor uh overnight It, it takes some time uh you have to invest training and, and, and everything, but kind of like a doctor to maybe some extent, or, or maybe I might be oversimplifying the complexities of actually crafting a semiconductor. So this is like at the surface level, best as we can tell, uh, I haven't been able to dig into it a lot, but if you happen to have like uh, another perspective into what's going on with semiconductors, maybe on the supply side of things, I'd love to have a conversation with you regarding that. I'd have to, Love to have a conversation regardless, because uh, I'm kind of interested in seeing what's actually going on more behind the scenes. Uh, it can't just be, um, you know, oh, well, there's a supply and demand problem going on, so prices are going to go up. Or uh, what's the pecking order like for who gets a limited supplies of chips? Uh, and then maybe maybe we're increasing demand a little bit too much, and maybe we need to cut back on it a little bit to some extent. I mean, I could definitely see in a car manufacturing area to to some extent uh so those are my thoughts as always i'd love to hear yours we are on social media all the platforms you want send us a message or send us an email technewsgadget at gmail.com all right are you guys looking to make a quick buck uh this will be significantly more than the uh fourteen hundred dollars stimmy that you guys all got um if you qualified for it, you actually get $1,000 more. If you're interested, well, listen up. A company will pay you $2,400 U.S. to stay away from screens for 24 hours. Is uh, doom scrolling getting you down? 
Put the phone away for an hour or better yet, make it 24 and you might just get $2,400 out of it. Reviews.org, a company that tests home services and products, is holding a 24-hour digital detox challenge. They'll pay their chosen challengers over two grand to survive a whole day without screens. If you've got the desire to ditch your devices for a day but still need to get paid, this is the perfect opportunity for you. Uh, to help determine who should apply, the company asks some discerning questions. Have you always wanted to win reality competitions like American Ninja Warrior, but you've been too busy trying to beat Mario Kart and Mortal Kombat instead? Do you know a little too much about your old acquaintances from social media? Well, according to the company, the ideal candidate is someone who is definitely into tech and up for a challenge. And while it might sound easy to take an Instagram detox for a day, well, the challenge is a bit more involved. It's not as easy as it sounds, see? Those selected for the challenge will not only have to swear off their phones for the day, but television, gaming, computers, smartwatches, and smart home devices. Smart speakers are also off limits, but microwaves are still okay they will receive safes to store their electronics in for 24 hour uh, 24 hours along with a 200 amazon gift card to put together a tech-free survival kit um and then it kind of goes on to explain a little bit more and then uh, screen time is growing health risks so if you're interested i will have details to this article in the show notes for you guys to take a look at but uh my question to you is do you think you could survive for 24 hours without looking at a screen Probably harder than it looks. Um, I could probably do it. Easy. Just throw me up in the Northwoods somewhere and uh, make me not look at my phone for 24 hours. Oh, I could do it. I'd be happy. I'd be happy. Why? Well, because there's no... Well, there's somewhat of a cell phone signal up there, but not really in some parts. And uh, I know what easy easy parts are where you could just go and be like, okay, well, I guess uh, I don't have any cell phone signal, so turn the phone off. I'm not going to need it. And uh, just hang out, enjoy time with nature, friends, and family. I could do it easy, I bet. All right, moving on to some gadget news. By the way, if you guys are interested in any of the articles covered on today's show, like I mentioned before, all you have to do is head on over to technewsgadget.net, and there you'll get all the show notes you want. Also, if you listen on the Apple Podcasts app, all you have to do is swipe up to get more details for the show notes on today's show, and uh, you can just tap away to your heart's content on all of the articles as I link them directly in the show notes on Apple Podcasts. I'm not sure how it crosses over. I haven't really gotten feedback on other apps. Generally, it should work about the same. However, you get more details or show notes uh, on the other apps or or other phones such as Android or, or uh, Microsoft phones. Except the Microsoft phones still a thing. I don't know. I don't think so. But yeah. Images of Samsung's rumored Galaxy Pro and Pro 60 laptops leak early. Uh, expected launches next month. So is is this an accidental leak or, or purposeful? I don't know. We'll, we'll never know. But images of two of Samsung's rumored upcoming laptops, the Galaxy Pro and Galaxy Pro 360, have leaked early, giving us our clearest look yet at the two devices. They were posted to voice by a reliable leaker, Evan Blass, who says they could launch as early as April. The Galaxy Book Pro will reportedly be available in both blue and silver, while the Pro 360 will come in navy and gold. Both are available with 13 and 15 inch displays. Blass confirms that the three, er, Pro 360 will support Samsung's S Pen stylus 
and his images show that some variants of the laptops will include full-size keyboards with numpads. In the images, the Pro 360 appears to have a USB Type-C port, headphone jack, and a micro SD card slot, while the Pro is shown with a Type-A port visible alongside its card slot and headphone jack. And, uh, well, the existence of these laptops have been known for at least a couple of months. Uh, they've been spotted back in January. A pair of reports in February from a couple more leakers revealed more of the laptop spec, including OLED displays, Thunderbolt 4, and optional LTE support. Internally, they're said to be running Intel's 11th gen processors, and a 15-inch version of the Galaxy Book Pro could be available with NVIDIA MX450 discrete graphics. Um, other... Uh, Rumors suggest it will be released in May alongside an ARM-based laptop called the Galaxy Book Go. And they will be joining in with the other Samsung machines released in recent months, including the Galaxy Chromebook 2, which runs on Intel processors and includes support for a stylus. So, I don't know, they they do have more images. So, um, I think, like, yeah, there'll be links to it for you to take a look. So... Enjoy if you're uh, looking forward to the Galaxy Book Pro. All right, and finally, Google releases the Wi-Fi NAND scan app on the Play Store to measure distance between phones. Ah, see? It's now entirely possible. You see, for the past several Android releases, Google has been working on local discovery technologies that apps can take advantage of to find nearby objects and users. Its latest contribution is a Google Play release of a Wi-Fi NANSCAN app for developers to experiment with Wi-Fi Aware. Well, what is it? Wi-Fi Aware is known as Neighbor Awareness Networking, and it allows Android 8.0 Plus devices to discover and connect directly to each other without any other type of connectivity between them, like an active internet connection. The APIs work to discover nearby devices and create network connections that can share large amounts of data or send short messages. This technology supports higher throughput rates across longer distances than Bluetooth connections. Possible cases touted by the Wi-Fi alliance include securely sending a document to a printer without first logging onto the network, viewing a restaurant rent menu, and making a reservation while walking by without an internet connection even when the restaurant is closed, automate and timestamp school check-in and roll call, Streamline air support security customs and immigration processing flows using mobile ID cards, such as a driver's license or passport, without requiring travelers to present a physical ID. It's kind of interesting. And earlier this week, developed with Google, released that app to demonstrate how you can use NAN to get the distance between two devices. So they went and they said, hey, guys, check it out. With this app, it's possible to obtain a distance measurement with a precision of about 1 meter with phones up to 15 meters apart. And they can use this tool to validate distance and range measurements, enabling the development of peer-to-peer ranging and data transfer, find my phone, and context-aware applications based on the Wi-Fi-aware NAN API. So, pretty, pretty interesting. Kind of kind of spooky, but not, not really. I kind of like it. I mean... You don't even need an active internet connection, and this ain't Bluetooth. Oh, man, I love it. I I, I like it. I, it's cool, isn't it? Not cool? I'm I completely missing a point. <laughs> if I am, uh, knock some sense into my head, let me know. Uh, Technewsgadget at gmail.com, or uh, leave a comment down below if you're watching this via video. Uh, however you may be, if you're a supporter of the show, or you happen to be tuning in from the other video streaming platforms. 
And with that, that wraps up this episode of the Lays in Tech News. Thanks for tuning in. The Lays in Tech News can be found on every major platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever else podcasts are found. If you enjoyed this episode, let me know by leaving a review and sharing this episode with a friend. Also, double check that you're subscribed and following for free so that you don't miss the next episode. I'm your host, Taylor Merrick. Remember, for the latest in tech, gadget, and gaming news, visit technewsgadget.net. Ah, I can't talk. Is it Monday? Yes, it is. Pretty much keeping awesome, guys, and I'll see you on the flip side. Here, it's Tuesday. It's right around the corner.